man, I, I almost threw away my marriage. I've been broke. I've been fat and out of shape. I've had failed businesses. I've walked the path. And you know what? I'll have more hardship, I'm sure, over the next 50 years of my life, no doubt. But if you're interested in knowing which way to go, then it's always a good idea to ask somebody who's gone and done that route before. You're a man of strong passion, a warrior of great courage, designed and created to conquer, to crush it in singleness and marriage. To master fatherhood, finance, and health, you were made to reign in life. Gentlemen, welcome to the Reign in Life podcast. My name is Ray Delanois. I am the founder of Reign in Life Men's Ministry, where we engage men where they are, empower them with truth, and encourage them on their walks with Christ so that you would reign in singleness, reign in marriage, in fatherhood, in community, in in your workplace, so that you would reign in life. Man, it feels good to say that. And hey, if you're new here, welcome to the tribe. It's, I'm so glad to have you. Seriously, thank you for taking a chance with us. And if you're a returning guest, thank you so much for your support. I can't wait to introduce our next guest. And I am guaranteeing you that he is going to motivate you today. I'm guaranteeing you that you're going to learn something new. Our next guest is a speaker. He's a father, a husband, and a jujitsu practitioner. You already know he's a badass. Gentlemen, I want to introduce you to my next guest, Ryan Mickler. Ryan, how you doing today, man? What's up, brother? Glad to be on the call today. Hey, man, this is such an honor for you to take time to be able to sit down with me. Uh, it was awesome to see that your last podcast episode was actually with the Marine, and I'm sitting here right. in my in my camis on the lunch break. So this is really cool, man. I and I actually saw that you had um, Dakota Myers on. Uh, yeah, on he one was of your on. Shows, uh, on he was on a little while ago, but had him on. Um, Kyle Carpenter, we just had on. Man, absolutely incredible, incredible human beings, and. So honored to be able to have guys like that on the call for sure. Yeah, man. It's awesome to hear everything that you are doing over there. But I want my audience to get uh, introduced to you, man. Let me know a little bit about yourself, uh, what you're doing, and uh, who you are. Yeah. So I'm a husband, a father of four. Uh, we live up here in Maine. We just moved here about uh, three or four months ago now. Wow. Uh, and then I run a organization called Order of Man, and it's my goal to give men the tools and conversations, guidance, direction, whatever they might need to uh, become more capable husbands, fathers, business owners, community leaders, warriors. I mean, whatever, whatever capacity of life you're showing up, I want to give you the tools to be able to do it more effectively. And man, I'm just I'm learning as much as anybody else is, I'm sure, maybe more so than other people are. <laughs> I'm on the yeah. path too. And I appreciate you just sharing that. Like you are learning also, right? Like it, and you've kind of said this in some of your podcasts where, you know, what is it that makes you an expert or the authority to speak on men? And really it's the fact that you yourself are a man and you are in this thing that's, it's a practice really. So I want to know a little bit of the backstory, maybe kind of get some concept to why it is that you even started the order of man, why you have the iron council and why it is that you are so dedicated to helping men and equipping them so that they would be able to, uh, to just take on life, man, and, and conquer it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've floundered quite a bit in my life with my physical health, uh, with my relationship with my wife and kids. Uh, and, and really when I started this thing in, it was March of 2015, I did it with the goal of talking with highly successful men who I was inspired by and it was selfishly motivated. I just wanted to have conversations right. with these guys to figure out how I can Nothing wrong be with that more capable. And, uh, yeah. I decided to launch the podcast so I could talk with these guys. And from the minute that we, that we, uh, launched, it just resonated with guys. They were inspired by what we were doing. They were changing their lives around. They were sending me messages. And so every time I get a message from somebody who's 
lost weight or re rekindled a, a romantic relationship with their wife or uh, connected with their kids or secured yeah. a promotion. I'm just, I'm honored and I'm inspired by that. And every time I get something like that, it's just a little bit more fuel to the tank to keep me on this path of reclaiming and restoring masculinity. You know, you couple that yeah. with the, uh, the increasing notion in society that masculinity is somehow inherently wrong or bad or toxic, uh, sure. and, and maybe even a potentially belief that, that masculinity is a detriment to society. Um, I think there's some real issues that we as men need to address and deal with and, and do it intelligently, do it strongly and capably. And that's, that's my goal to help you guys do that. So you said reclaiming this path and I'm wondering why, why this path, why is this so important? Why is it so important for a man to get it? Um, you know, I, I know firsthand what it's like to be without a father in my life. My dad was out of the picture, unfortunately, by the time I was three, you know, I, I'd see him occasionally on a summer between school or something like that. Uh, I had a couple other stepdads come into my life. These guys weren't great examples of what it meant to be a man. And I, I really struggled and floundered and, and was trying to figure out how a boy becomes a man and why I didn't feel like I resonated with the other, the other boys. And I just kind of felt, always felt out of place, you know? So sure. I don't want that to happen to anybody. Certainly don't want that to happen to my kids. I don't want my kids to be in that situation that I was in. Um, I don't want fathers to, uh, not be connected with their kids to, to lose somebody they love to live a life that they're less than less than they're capable of. So yeah, I could have chosen a thousand different audiences, right. um, but ultimately I, I chose to serve men who are like me you know, you're like me. Um, the, the guys that listen are like me. We've got families, we've got aspirations. Uh, we, we have a desire to improve our situation. Uh, for the most part, I think I, I try to be a, a virtuous human being and these are the kind of guys I want to work with and serve. And I feel like we're accomplishing that mission. Yeah. I, I definitely, from the outside, man, it, it looks like that. It looks like you are making an impact and, and really it's uh, an impact that is being felt in different parts of the world um, and in different atmospheres, right? So in different spheres of influences, right? I'm in the military, but somebody else could be listening to you and they're working a cubicle, but either way, yeah, you're just yeah. leaving a thumbprint, man, on, on all these guys. And it's, it's awesome to watch. It's awesome to see that growth. And I'm wondering what, uh, what can you tell us about the, the order of man? I mean, like, wh what is it? If a guy is curious about it right now, what exactly is it? And, and then, um, where do you see it going? Yeah. So most of it's all digital now, you know, if somebody wanted to join quote unquote, the order of man, uh, we've got a Facebook group and we've got our podcast that they can listen to. Um, of course, you know, I'm pretty active on social media, so that's the best way to get tapped into what we're doing. Uh, and we've got hundreds of thousands of guys who do that. And that's great. Uh, if they're interested in taking it a step further, then we've developed a, a, a band of brothers, if you will, called the Iron Council. Uh, these right. are men who have voluntarily raised their hand and said, you know, I want to do a little bit more. It's my goal to help bridge the gap between what we as men know we should be doing and what we're actually doing. And yeah. that's what the Iron Council is all about. There's challenges and assignments and teams that we operate within there. We have calls. It's just more structure to the organization to help move guys in the right direction. Right. Uh, so yeah, those are primarily the two resources. We do live events periodically as well. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of different ways, but you did ask where we plan on going in the future. And I really see that being valuable to uh, start implementing local and regional chapters because the digital band of brothers, if you will, that we have now is, is great and valuable, but there's just, and you know, this being in the military, there's just nothing that can, can replicate 
the camaraderie and the brotherhood of standing shoulder to shoulder with another human being engaged in the same cause as you. And so I've really thought long and hard about creating chapters locally and regionally where guys can get together and they can participate in activities, whether it's we're going to go bowling tonight or we're going to have a fight night or we're going to, um, you know, do some, some service work in the community or we're going to go to the gun range, whatever, whatever their thing is. Um, but have somebody manage that, organize that, put that all together and then have anywhere from 10 to a hundred guys show up to a, a local and a regional event that they're going to do on a monthly basis. So that's really where I see this going, at least one branch of what we're doing. Sure. And I love that, man. And you're absolutely right. There's nothing like that face-to-face interaction, you know, where you get a hundred percent of the communication, the unspoken, you know, and, and the, and the spoken, the eye contact, the, the pat on the back, man, there's just nothing like it. So now let's say I'm a millennial young man and I'm 20 years old and I'm saying, Hey, I'm just going to go ahead and chug along through life. Um, I'm doing this work thing or I'm doing this school thing. I don't really need this community of men. Uh, what do you say to that guy? Oh, that, okay. That's fine. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't, you know, I'll, I'm not interested in convincing anybody. I'm really not. So if somebody thinks, you know what, we've got this figured out and I'm on the right path. That's great. I, I commend you and I wish the best for you. Uh, I've learned personally that you can get from point A to point B without any help. It just might take you a little bit longer. So if you're interested in getting there quicker, more efficiently, more effectively, then band with somebody, go with somebody who's gone before, who can turn around and say, Hey, go that way. Oh, no, don't go that way. Watch out. There's, there's an obstacle right there or something that you need to avoid. So I would suggest you going that way. And that individual is turning around because he's walked that path and I've walked that path, man. I I almost threw away my marriage. I've been broke. I've been fat and out of shape. I've had failed businesses. I've walked the path and you know what? I'll have more hardship. I'm sure over the next 50 years of my life, no doubt. But if you're interested in knowing which way to go, then it's always a good idea to ask somebody who's gone and done that route before, right? Like yeah. in the military, you wouldn't go on an, uh, an operation without having some sort of intel. Exactly. Right. You're going to gather that intel and you're going to go at it. And you're going to make the most of that operation based on the best intel that you have. And that might be right. firsthand knowledge. Uh, it might be using some other you know, form of, of radar or surveillance equipment. But you're going to gather the information so you can walk that path. Otherwise, you don't know what you're going to run into. Yeah. And, and, and somebody who's listening to this, who says, I'm just going to do it alone. Good luck. Really, truly. Like, I'm not saying that like, a, like truly good luck. But if you want somebody who who's walked the path before and can help you avoid some of the pitfalls and capitalize on some of the opportunities, then maybe what we have to offer is something you'd be interested in. Right. And I can speak from experience, man. I've been burned so many times because I've chosen to do the thing on my own, do it myself, kind of just be a self-made man. And so honestly, you know, you you kind of send somebody off with the good luck. Hey, I wish you well. And I look at it as like, dang that sucks for you. Like you yeah. have to go figure out alone. And I grew up also without a father, you know, so I know the repercussions of that. And I know what it's like to sit under the hood of my car with my little son trying to figure something out and looking over at him. And he doesn't know that daddy doesn't know what the heck he's doing, but <laughs> damn it, man. Like I know yeah. inside, like there was just, 
I, I knew I needed to be guided, apprenticed, fathered, uh, pushed along. So I love that you guys are doing that, man. As a, even as a digital online community and then like you're talking, um, wanting to do that in chapters, I think it's amazing. Uh, you guys stand for um, these three Ps. It's uh, protect, provide, preside, correct? Uh-huh. Correct. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. You know, I, I, there's there's an interesting thing in society, I think, and we're moving more and more this direction where people are afraid to say things like traditional gender roles or just a role in general. But, uh, you know, I believe that we are biologically, we as men, I should say, are biologically hardwired to perform certain activities more effectively than our female counterparts. And you know yeah. what? That's not to dismiss or diminish anything that a woman can do or, or is, uh, has, has the ability to do. My wife does some things wonderfully that I never in a million years can do. So it's, it's not designed that phrase or that thought to take any way, anything away from what she's doing. It's simply to say that you are going to play your role where you're strong and your strong suits are, and I'll fill up what you maybe don't have or, or aren't as good at and vice versa. You, you do what you do well. And, and, and then I'll, I'll have some gaps that you need to, to fill. Right. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the roles of men are that of a protector, a provider and a presider. It's, it's, it's somebody who's going to go out and, and, and protect somebody who's going to make themselves capable, physically strong, gritty, tough, resilient, uh, somebody who can provide, uh, the obviously financial resources, but spiritual provision, uh, mental provision. And then preside, leadership, being decisive, being bold, casting vision, uh, directing people down the path, taking the best definition I ever heard of leadership was a leader is someone who's able to take somebody to a place they could not have imagined going on their own. And we as men have the ability to do that. And the more capable we are of doing that, the better off everyone is going to be, not just us. Wow. So this all sounds amazing. And I think... I'm trying to sit here and think about my 20 year old self and wonder, would I have understood what it is that you're saying? And mm -hmm. I think for me, I, I don't think I would have because I needed to live out the next, you know, seven, eight years of life to be able to understand what it was to be married, to have kids, to go through some of the experiences. But Ryan, what would you say if you can go back and talk to 20 year old you for one minute, you're back in time, you had to hold your face and mm -hmm. you had to tell him something, what would you say? Huh? Man, there's so much to talk about. I don't know what I'd talk about in one minute. I'm never at a loss for words, except for now, I guess. Um, I love it. I would say that you probably ought to take a few more risks than you otherwise would. Really? I do. Yeah, I think that so many people play it safe. They take the easy path. They do what they're quote unquote supposed to do. And I think the 20 year old version of me and a lot of other 20 year olds would do well to explore and see the world and try some new things and say yes to a few things that maybe they didn't previously or wouldn't normally say yes to. It's a great opportunity to discover what the world has to offer, to learn more about yourself, to put yourself in difficult, not dangerous, but difficult situations and yeah. take some bold calculated risks that, you can recover from, but that might pay off really well. Um, I, I think that's probably what I would tell myself. I like that. That's good. I think we also, I also agree that we play it safe, that we kind of mm -hmm. go through it kind of stepping softly, making sure that we don't, um, 
maybe rock the boat too much. And if we are, if we're too much of dreamers, you know, sometimes we get pulled back in by people saying, Hey, what do you, what do you think you're doing? Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Who do you think you are? You know? So i like that. I really appreciate that one, man. Um, now let me switch up the pace a little bit. If you, um, and hopefully I don't catch you at a loss for words here. If you could describe maybe three habits or routines that you do on a daily basis that, um, help you establish yourself and grow as a man, what do you think that the, what would you say those are? Yeah. So I would say the first one is, uh, my training, my jujitsu training. I've been really, Mm. really heavily involved in jujitsu lately. Happy you said that. Yeah, man. That's, um, you know, I'm, I'm a white belt. I'm just getting started. I'm fairly, fairly new to the, to the practice, but it's been amazing. It's been an incredible journey so far. And that's something that, uh, I feel like I wish I would have started earlier. You know, I don't don't look back and regret necessarily, but I wish I would have started earlier, but I'm on the path now. So that's one. Uh, I also do every single morning I plan out my day. So I've got a, a planner that I use that we've created and I go through line by line and I write down, okay, I need to accomplish this and I need to accomplish this and I need to do this. And then at the end of the day, I'll go through and check that list off and, uh, roll it over to the next day and figure out what I need to do on the next day. Um, outside of that, I would say reading is critical as well. Nice. Just exposing myself to new information, new insights, new ideas, um, I was in the airport a couple of days ago and I picked up a book that I normally would not have picked up. Um, but you know, I've, I've read it and read through it and I'm trying to maintain an open mind about it because some, there's some thoughts that I don't necessarily agree with, but sure. I want to be exposed to that information so I can learn new things or solidify what it is I already believe and know. Um, and sure. so exposing yourself to new information is very, very valuable. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. You're just... You're challenging yourself on a consistent basis. This is what I'm hearing, uh, physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. And then you're planning, and you're planning the rest of your day, and, and bringing in structure. So, as a white belt in uh, jujitsu, what do you think uh, are some of the things that you've picked up or are picking up that you are immediately tying back into your daily life? What is it that you're learning in the dojo yeah. that you're bringing back in? Like, holy crap, here it is right in front of me. Yeah. The one thing for me is, is, um, learning to be patient, you know, and I, when I started and I still have a tendency of doing this is I just want to rush, you know, bull rush everybody. I've always taken pride in being strong and physically capable and it doesn't always serve you well in jujitsu. Yeah. So I've noticed myself, uh, taking breathers taking it a little bit easier, letting things play out, trying to be a little bit more calculated with, uh, what it is I'm doing in the chess game that I'm playing. And that has certainly played out in life because I am somebody who tends to go, which isn't always bad. I'm not saying that, but I have left a, a, a wake of collateral damage in my path at times because of that. So this, this idea that I've been carrying over from jujitsu has really helped me to bring some balance and stability and patience and calmness to what would otherwise be a pretty chaotic life. Yeah. So I I would say that's probably the biggest lesson. Yeah. I, I'm right there with you, man. I I was a wrestler. So when I I came into jujitsu, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm going at you. Mm -hmm. Like my entire goal is to take you down. Right. And then I started to realize nobody else was doing what I was doing. (laughs) And half of the time I would be gassed and people are just hanging out taking it easy. And finally I had to redefine winning, redefine. So winning for me became when I'm about to get tapped out or when I'm about to, or I'm in a bad situation, I have this face on. Mm. 
Yeah. I'm just chill. You can't tell that I'm literally about to have my arm broken, right. you know, out of my right. socket. You're like, I'm just going to chill the entire time. And I'm like you, man, in the sense that I just want to go, go, go. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm ready. I'm ready to get going. So just taking it easy, slowing things down. I appreciate that piece of information. Now, yeah, yeah. what uh, what uh, other pieces and nuggets, uh, little little bits that you've picked up? Um, even recently that you'd want to share with this audience before we let you go today? You mean just you, with jujitsu or just life in general? Just life in general. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, there's always obvi- obviously something to be learned and, and, and something to be said for gathering new information. I, I would say the thing that's really helped me lately is to start considering conflicting ideas. Uh, wow. I, I'm, I'm really trying to be somebody who's, who's mature uh, who, who's thoughtful, who is willing and able to critically and as objectively as possible, analyze situations and scenarios and ideas. And that's why I picked up that book is because I'm on the path right now to exploring new ideas. Look, I don't have to accept those ideas. I don't know. I don't have to adopt those ideas. But I think I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't explore those ideas, whether it's politically or spiritually or the way that I run my business or uh, any number of conflicting thoughts that I've had. Um, it's nice to go down that path and explore that a little bit to see what else you can learn. And of, of course, the podcast has been a great medium for that because I'm talking with highly, highly successful individuals. Uh, for the most part, I agree with everything these individuals say, but every once in a while, one of my guests says something that, that takes me back and, and, makes me rethink or question what I believed to be true. And there's value in that as well. So right. exploring conflicting ideas has been valuable for me. That's good. That's, a, I mean, that's just a sign of maturity, man. I'm trying to be, it, I mean, I'm always there, but I'm definitely trying to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I had to write a couple papers in college, we, uh, we would be told to go to this website. It's called opposing views, I think com or dot org. Mm-hmm. But you type in what you think, and then it'll give you a bunch of articles and resources of the opposite. Interesting. And I, I just thought that was an amazing way to do research because yeah. you're always going to find the naysayers, right? That's what you're looking for, the naysayers, the ones that don't agree with you. Right. And that's the the platform that you want to try to uh, influence and or the audience that you want to try to influence and, and, and convince. But um, man, as you talk about that, I'm just thinking about the fact that we are right now sitting in this world of a filter bubble, mm-hmm. right? So like in 1969, we went to the moon. Everybody saw the same thing, right? Sure. When Kennedy was shot, everybody saw the same thing. And people were actually complaining about that because there's no individuality. Like everything is just the same. And now when you Google something and when I Google something, you're in Maine, I'm in Florida and a guy from California, we all can Google the same word and different things will come up, Yeah, right? Because we're in this filter bubble of like, we are just going to continuously be fed the same thing and continue our mind, our same way of thinking. And we're just going to stay in the same hamster wheel and we're not being exposed to the other uh, views. So the fact that you're bringing that up, man, is very relevant. Um, I think it's helpful to the young individual who's just kind of stuck in his way, right? You're just flipping through social media. Mind you, like you're not seeing even like 99.9%. Like you're seeing only a smaller percentage of what actually actual truth is or, or other people's points of view. So um, I would use that to challenge the audience to, hey, find something that you don't agree with this week and just find out more about it, mm-hmm. right? Do some research about it. See why it is that other people think differently than you. And like I said before, I think it's a, a deep sign of, of maturity and, and a, the, just the way of a man, right? Being um, 
tolerant. I think it's a good word, being tolerant of other people's opinions. Well, yeah, I, I mean, we're so, it seems like in society, we're so quick to, to rush to judgment and think bad about an individual because they happen to agree with, disagree with us on one position. You know, it's like, you might agree with this individual on 99 points and, and the hundredth point is the one that's going to break the, the, the camel's back and keep you from being a friend or engaged with this person. It's crazy. I don't, I don't. I don't think it really plays out like that in the real world. I think we're led to believe that through social media and the media, but you know, your neighbor, there might be plenty of political differences, for example, and yet you guys still have barbecues together and help each other out and, and watch over each other's houses when he, when you're gone in real world, it's a little bit different than I think what's portrayed in social media and the, in the media in, in general. A hundred percent. I just got to have that popped into my life when I joined the military and I had to share the same squad bay as somebody from uh, every single state east of the Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, what, where's Vermont again? You mm -hmm. know, and what is it that you think? Yeah. You know, it's just, so it's a good way to expose yourself to other people's upbringing motives right. and beliefs, you know? So, and there's um, power so, in, in differences, although you're all on the same journey and mission, right? So you have this good. collective you, you as, a, as, a, as a unit, all are trying to get to the same place. You have the same goals and objectives and your differences is what make you strong. See, there's a lot of call for diversity and differences. The problem with that inherently is that if you're not on the same page or don't at least have the same objective, then differences actually hinder growth. They don't help. Right. But where you can, you can be in a bay with, with 20, 20 other individuals or five, whatever it is, uh, as long as you're all on the same path and you want generally the same thing, then the difference of, of opinion and the varying perspectives enhance your ability to get there. Yeah. So good. And that, that only came to me after a couple years of being, uh, actively enlisted. I was, so I was previously enlisted. Mm. Um, and then I had to go to OCS and do officer boot camp. Mm -hmm. And as I'm sitting there, I'm seeing all of these different people, right? I'm used to being a sergeant. Like we all think alike. We all, or at least I, I thought we all think alike. We're all the same. And then when I'm seeing somebody and it's just a different way of thinking, a different way of upbringing, they feel completely outcasted. Mm -hmm. They're like, yeah, maybe I don't belong here. And I started to finally realize like, wait a minute, the Marine Corps thrives on the fact that you don't think the same way that I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're the same cookie cutter, right? Like we need to be sure. uniform, sure. but we don't have the same frosting. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, good way, it's a good, uh, good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. So Ryan, where can we find you, man? Where, uh, where do we go and what do you got going on? I, I, we didn't talk about the podcast, but I hope... You guys would go check it out. What, what yeah. is it, man? Yeah, that's what I would say. Check out the Order of Man podcast. Just type in Order of Man wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, you can connect with me on Instagram at Ryan Mickler. My last name is M-I-C-H-L-E-R. Uh, very big on YouTube. Um, we've been making a big push on YouTube over the past three or so weeks. Uh, you can find us there at youtube.com slash order of man. So those are the, the resources I'd give you. Order of Man is our headquarters, orderofman.com as well. Gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the Rain in Life podcast. I'm so happy that you took a chance with us. If you're new here, go ahead and go back to the other podcast. Check those out. Just go ahead and binge listen. All right. And then if you are a returning guest, thank you so much for your support, guys. Check out the other channels. Go to irainandlife.com for other videos, podcasts, and other resources that, that will help you reign in life. Until next time, continue to march. <laughs>